When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome aboard to episode 28 of the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast on NJ.com. I'm Joe Giglio, joined as always by Elliot Shore Parks and Mark Eckel. Uh, as we do this podcast uh, a few days after Super Bowl 50, and uh, now the offseason really gets underway. And uh, Elliot, we'll start with you here. You were out there for Super Bowl 50, you're back now, and uh, now it feels like we get back to business. It's kind of weird. The Super Bowl week, you know, the rest of the NFL just kind of goes away for two weeks, and now it's back and we we started the whole thing off with a rumor on Super Bowl Sunday about our old friend Nick Foles. <laughs> Just won't go away, Willie. Yeah, it was funny. I remember waking up Super Bowl Sunday and seeing how it all kind of came out. There was like a ESPN text alert that some people got that made its way around Twitter and at first I remember thinking, all right, well, this is just, you know, an internet rumor. There's no way this is correct. And then Schefter comes out and says, it is, in fact, according, you know, he reports that the Eagles are interested in in looking into Nick Foles. They didn't exactly say, you know, the Eagles are going to attempt to trade for him or anything like that. And I mean, you know, I guess if it's easy to make the tie to to Foles, I mean, the Peterson connection, obviously, um, he coached him in 2012, uh, you know. Foles is probably not going to be back with the Rams, so I guess in a lot of ways, yeah, you know, he is. Or maybe, yeah, I guess. But I'm saying he if there's seven million, he's not going anywhere. I don't. I mean, if he's going anywhere, though, I it's would no, think it would be the Eagles. No, he's not going. He's going to be the St. Louis Rams backup quarterback. The Los Angeles Rams, whoever they are. No, <laughs> they're leaving him in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah, they're leaving him in St. Louis. Right. I mean, I honestly, I don't think it. I don't think it makes. I don't think it's as crazy as other people do. I know, I know you have a stronger opinion on this, Echo. But yes, I yeah, I mean, I I just think, look, he makes. I think his cap hit. I, the difference, his cap hit next season is eight eight point seven five million. That's that's good for a guy to can't play. Go ahead. Yeah, that, no, it is. Keep, convinced, keep convincing me. Go ahead. I, so far, you're off to a great start. All right, I guess my ultimate point would be this: Eagles aren't making the playoffs anyway next season, right? right. So, why so spend eight million on him when you can get Sanchez, who's just as good for half of that. All right, I think that's a fair point. I'd be okay. I mean, you're never going to find me saying they shouldn't play play Sanchez. But I'm saying if I had to pick Sanchez team, isn't better than a lot of people, but he's better. But you're assuming, better you're assuming Sanchez is going to be back. Why wouldn't he be? I don't know. I'm just saying you're assuming. I mean, there's been a lot of turnover on the roster. There's well, a new head I'm coach. Saying, I don't, I'm not getting rid of Sanchez and his very affordable contract to bring in Nick Foles at double the money. Well, what, but I mean, doesn't Sanchez to you seem like a Chip Kelly guy? No, he was a Jets. I mean. I mean, he was brought in by Chip he's Kelly. He's just a guy. He's Mark Sanchez is anybody's guy. He's just a guy. But I guess I would say, though, Nick Foles might be Doug Peterson's guy. And well, the other I thing. He had him for six games as, as a rookie? 
Come on. That's, that's, <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm just saying, but it's no argument I've ever heard. Doug Peterson. He had him. He played not, not even half a year with him when Peterson was a was the quarterback coach. Case Daniel might be more of a. If, uh, God forbid. I mean, Case Daniel. That's, that's another one who's become a legend in Philadelphia. <laughs> the guy's been a backup for seven years. He's barely six foot tall, and he's a guy everybody loves now. Man, we, we don't do it. We don't do a podcast for two weeks. Get all worked up here, but um, <laughs> no, no, I mean, it, it's, I'm get, I do get worked up over this, this the nonsense of being spouted out about the most important position in the game, and you want to, and you're talking about Nick Foles and look, Chase Daniel. I what? agree. I agree with you that Nick. Look, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate a little bit here. Obviously, tell us what you feel. All right. Well, what, here's what I'm saying. I. I agree that Nick Foles is not who, not the guy. Obviously, you want to be a long term. If the star. Rams cut him, if they cut him flat out, and you can get him for minimum wage, eh, maybe bring him in minimum wage half, let him compete. Would say I don't know, but I'm not giving him eight million. All right. Well, how about this? What if your only two options? No, no, no. no all right. Because there's, I have more than two options. This isn't like there's only two girls left in the bar. There's a whole, <laughs> there's a whole sea. All right. All right, but realistically, the Eagles can't pick out of the whole C. I mean, they they can they can draft. They can you can okay. sign Scott Tolzien. You can sign Case Daniel. You can trade for somebody else. You can do. A but lot I think of, there's an argument. Not the only quarterback in the, available. Right, but I think there's an argument to be made that there are. I mean, look, Foles is not a great quarterback good. by any means. All right, he's not even a good quarterback. But but give me is, Case Keenum since he beat him out. <laughs> now the the Rams aren't going to let him go. But oh, yeah. I mean. I mean, but he is familiar. He knows Doug Peterson's offense. He is a good locker room guy. And the, his teammates do like him. I mean, um, all right, look, if the Rams, like, said for a seventh-round pick, conditional seventh-round pick that you never actually convey, I would consider it. Not for that money. All right, let me ask this question. Let me throw this part into the mix, because this is what I've been wondering since the report came out. What does it say that they're, they might have interest in Nick Foles? Like, when you guys heard it, did you think of I it like- as – I laughed you, out loud, before, literally. Before you go on, Mark, did you think of it as they might want to bring Nick Foles back to be in the mix to be the Eagles' starting quarterback again? Did you think they might want to bring him in because he is familiar and maybe he'd be a backup to mentor or play until a rookie is ready? I mean, what did the news say to you? The, the fear I had when I first heard it was, oh my, oh my goodness, they're going to bring him back to start. And the last couple of years we've seen he's just not very good. And I think the 27-2 year was a fluke. So, Mark, when you heard it, what did you think they might be thinking if the report is accurate? I had – Joe, I got to be honest. I laughed. I had no idea what they were thinking because it makes no sense to me at all. I know for a fact that Howie Roseman was not a fan of Nick Foles the year they, they drafted him, 2012, that he wanted Kirk Cousins. Him and his scouting department decided Cousins was the higher-rated guy. But Andy Reid, along with Marty Morningwig, both liked Foles better. So there's that. Then last, in the middle of last of two years ago, uh, the, the ten and six non-playoff year when Foles got hurt, I wrote the story that the, that Howie and his and the Eagles, with including Howie, had soured on Foles and they weren't going forward with him, and they weren't going to extend his contract. So why do you bring him back now? I mean, no, his, his, no, his, that right. is still okay. My my initial two things I'd say: one, if you know Andy Reid liked him, then that probably means Peterson does like him, for what it's worth. Okay, I, but but but. Two things off that. Peterson, Peterson, Peterson would never have his own own opinion about something. <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. But and also, let's be real here. Peterson probably doesn't have the pool to say to Howie. I like if Howie. We know Howie doesn't like Foles. I don't know. Well, to I the, don't think he hates him, but right. he's not a guy. He's not right. a Howie guy. No, he's not a Howie guy. But if he's a Peterson guy, my point is, does Peterson have it where he can say, "I want Foles as my guy"? 
I would hope not, because if, if that's if that's if if Peterson is fighting for Nick Foles, then this team's in way worse. I think they're in trouble. If that's the case, then this, they are the Cleveland Browns, like like you wrote uh, Thursday. <laughs> well, the other well, to go back to Joe's question too, my my initial reaction when I first heard the report, and, it, and the Eagles have denied it, right? And the, the initial the initial report that that I when I saw it, my initial gut was, well, I guess the Rams are trying to drum up interest in Nick Foles because this is it's such an obvious tie to make. I mean, if it's like, you know, in any sport, it's like with, uh, in, in basketball, whenever, you know, there's a free agent out there, they always get tied to the Sixers because the Sixers have a ton of money to spend. So it's good for agents to say, Oh man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But, but, but my point is if I'm Nick Foles agent, right. And I, and I know he's the, he's not going to start next year for the Rams. And I know the Rams probably don't want him back. What team do I try, you know, try to get out there that San Francisco, (laughs) Yeah, right, yeah. But I guess the, but I guess my point is, I don't, like, and like I said, the, the who Eagles... Is Nick Foles, who, who's Nick Foles' agent, by the way? I can't think of it off the top of my head. Oh, oh, yeah, it's Chip's agent. Yes. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> it's Chip's agent. But, um, I mean, look, is Nick Foles going to be on the Eagles next year? No, but I will say if he's not on the Rams, the Eagles are probably on the short list of teams that he'll be on. But what? I don't think he's going to be here. But I will well, say... Kansas City, since Andy loves him so much, and... and, and Apparently, Case Daniel's going to be in real high demand as a free agent. <laughs> well, because the difference is the Eagles don't have a quarterback, whereas the, the Chiefs are going to have – They're going to need a backup if they lose Daniel. Oh, yeah, but you're not going to pay your backup $9 million or whatever it is. Well, without, I'm, oh, well, no, no. If he gets cut, nobody's going to pay him more than a million. No, agreed. But I'm saying – but I don't They're know if the trade, cap – Rams aren't tra- – nobody's going to trade Nick for Nick Falls. <laughs> They're in a team in the league going to give you anything for Nick Falls. All right, Falls. I'm just saying – I don't think it's the worst thing in the world if you draft a guy at 13 and have Foles as your starter. I don't think that's the worst scenario in the world because you're not winning next year anyway. I'm trying to think of one worse, and I can't right now. What about Sam Bradford as your starting quarterback at $25 better than million? Foles. Yeah, he is, but at $20, million, at $20 million a year? All right, let's go into that now because obviously Maybe, that's yeah. that, that's what's on everybody's mind is, is Sam Bradford. And, and the other thing that I thought of, guys, when I heard the Foles – you know, nonsense or rumor or whatever it is at this point was, you know, well, does that mean Bradford's gone? Because if we're going on the premise that the Eagles would have to trade for Foles, like he's not getting cut tomorrow, he might, but right now he's under contract there. Then that to me means they're, they're thinking at least about who, what's next when Bradford leaves, because you're not going to have and Nick Foles on the roster at the same time, especially with uh, Foles under the contract he's at. So you know, I feel like we have a variation of this this conversation all the time, but you know, now where is the thinking with Sam Bradford? Here? Well, they've and- made it. I think they've made it pretty clear. I mean, when I was in Mobile for the Senior Bowl, Howie Howie said one day that they're going to basically look around for everything they can before they make a decision on Bradford, which kind of says it all. And then the next day, Doug Peterson said flat out that. Uh, Bradford told him he wanted to be back, and then I said, "Well, do you want him back?" And Peterson said, "I haven't decided yet." So they've they've made it clear that they're not exactly. I mean, when Chip was here and Chip was still the head coach, I remember I forget what week it was. It was probably like thirteen, fourteen ish. He said, "I want Bradford back." We didn't trade for Bradford to have him one year. Well, Chip's gone, and now the Eagles' message is much is much different. So another thing about the Foles report was on that same report, like literally same tweet. Adam Schefter said the Eagles have decided not to use their franchise tag on Bradford. Well, we and, knew that. Well, but, but, well, we didn't. I mean, we wow. didn't know that yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it was common sense. But gonna, You know what? I'm going to break this one. They're not going to use it on Walter Thurman either. 
<laughs> there, there you go. The headlines but, are writing themselves. Yeah. The, uh, listen to this thing. But 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 my point is, you everyone, might use it on CGI arrogant tutu though. <laughs> but my point is, my point is though that everyone kind of glossed over that fact because everyone was so you know wrapped up in the full thing. But this is an, another example of the Eagles kind of distancing themselves from Bradford in terms of because I mean I agree with you they should they should not use the franchise tag on Bradford, but yeah. they could. I mean if they actually wanted the guy, they. They they have, there's no reason to. He's well, there is because then you own his exclusive rights. If you think that's your franchise, I put it this way: if Andrew Luck was was set to become a free agent in March, right? Yeah. The Colts would franchise him before they let him negotiate with other teams. Of course teams. they would. Of course they. Would. Okay, but that's my point. That that's my point. Sam Bradford's not Andrew Luck. No, I know he's not. But my point here's, is, here's what's going to happen, guys. Okay, let's sum this up for you. The Eagles are lukewarm on Bradford. They would like him, but not at those, not at the numbers that his agent's asking for, and certainly not at the franchise tag number. And none of that. They're gonna and Bradford believes, or his agent Tom Condon believes that he can get him that kind of money. The Eagles are gonna say, all right, go out there and see. If Houston or Cleveland or whoever wants to give you that kind of money, hey, God bless you. Good luck and thanks for the year. If he doesn't get that kind of money, like I, I believe it was John Clayton told you Elliot out of the Super Bowl, it right. He, he wouldn't offer him any more than Foles. Yeah. But but so if that's the best offer that, that he can get, if he comes back. If he's on the market for a week and the best offer he has is from the Houston Texans, but it's for three years, you know, 36 million, the Eagles say, well, we can do, all right, we'll give you that. Well, here, here would be my counter to that, though. And I, I, I actually. You'll lose him, you'll lose him. So you know, well, but this is, this will be my counter to that, to that argument for the Eagles. If that's their train of thought, if they're, if, if they're thinking, okay, well, we like Bradford, but like. Oh, well, and then they lukewarm, I said. Yeah, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. We 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 like him enough that we would consider resigning him, but you know we're not going to blah blah blah. Right. But my whole point on that is like, it, the quarterback position is not a position where you just settle for a guy. And I just think if you I don't agree. if you don't like Bradford for twenty million, why do you like him for thirteen? Like if you're Doug Peterson, this is your. I mean, clearly it's your job. It's your career on the line here. With you, well, I'm not saying I, I agree with, with what they're going to do. I'm just no, saying right. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm saying off of that, in in my opinion, that if I'm the Eagles, it's it's clear cut to me. He either is your guy or he isn't your guy. If he's your guy, then just pay him whatever he wants and bring him back. If if he's not your guy, then don't pay him anything. And if there's any debate between the two, then he's not the guy because you would know you know when you see a franchise quarterback and you have one, you know it. And well, how, you- Howie Roseman's been around him. I mean, Howie was in the building last year. I know he wasn't, you know. But I'm saying like. He either is the guy or he isn't. And if he's not, then don't bring him back. Don't pay him even. I, 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 I agree with that. I, Elliot, I, I'm with you on that. And I think that the example I'll use to, to go with your point is the Baltimore Ravens have always done things like that. When, and they're usually pretty good. Ozzie Newsom always puts a number on players in free agency. You know, and if it's a linebacker or a lineman. And if they get more than that, they say goodbye. But the one time they had to make a real decision, which was Joe Flacco, they paid him a lot, and more than I'm sure they think he's worth because he's their quarterback, and right. they say he's our franchise guy. So also, that, quarter- was, that was right after the Super Bowl, too. It was, right. And I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure if you gave Ozzie Newsome some truth serum, he'd say Joe Flacco's probably not quite worth what we paid him, but he treated that position differently because he, that's his franchise quarterback. So I think that's a great question. I mean, should they just – if they believe in Bradford, how much are we heckling over here, right, and that's the other, And that's the other yeah. thing, too, is everyone's like, well, Bradford gives you the best chance to win. So if you can get him for $13 million, blah, blah, blah. But, like, does he give you the best chance to win? I mean – Well, he, best of who? He's better I, – I, 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 I'm not – I like – well, 
I like Bradford more than both you guys, I think, but that's not that doesn't mean I like him. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate Bradford. He's just I, he is what he is. <laughs> yes. I, like he's not very good. I mean, like right. that's just reality. That's what I meant. I mean, right. I mean pers- personally, you can't help but like him. He's a great guy. Yeah, he's a very nice guy. Yeah. But I mean, I think he get, like when when you say he does, he give you the best chance to win. He gives you the best chance out of him, Sanchez, Foles, and a rookie. Right, and for next season, he he probably is their best option. All right, well, how about this? How about this? Season. Ready? How about this? If if Sam Bradford's a quarterback next year, how many games do they win? Six, seven. All right. If Sanchez is the quarterback, how many games do they win? Five. Five. All right. So so you think? So I guess that's my point. Like we're we're heckling over this is this is what I say to people. Like we're heckling over like the difference between five and seven wins, as if like. Well, I'll play devil's advocate then. Now, okay. Here's what if if you're if you're a member of the Sam's Club, which I'm not, but if you're okay. in the Sam's Club. You're thinking we bring Bradford back, and if we can get him for less money, that's good because then we have more money. Right, we right. get we get it. We draft him. If we bring Bradford back, now we can spend thirteen on an offensive lineman instead of a quarterback. So we can get a good offensive lineman, like the kid from Michigan State or Ohio State, or if the kid from Notre Dame were to fall, me, you know, <clears throat> right. And then you maybe get another lineman in it. So now you're fixing your offensive line, and then maybe you sign a free agent wide receiver, and. You, you're pretty confident that the defense is going to be better because you got Jim Schwartz now. So now all of a sudden, all right, maybe next year you only win seven, but now as the line gets better and Bradford gets it, maybe this is going, maybe they are a playoff team in, in, in the next year. But I, I guess my I'm, ca- I, I'm, That's not me. That's no, me. I know. I know. And no, I believe me. I, I see that. I know that people, certain people think that way. But I guess my counter would be like, if you're going to build with somebody and you're going to just kind of hope someone gets better, then why not do it with a rookie? Oh, I'm, and, I'm, that's what I want to do. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. Well, and the other thing I would say is my issue with Bradford is not so much the amount per year. My issue is the Eagles can't get them. Eagles can't get themselves into a situation where two and a half, like two years from now, they can't cut him because the cap hits so big. Like, like if you told me Bradford would sign a one year, $18 million deal, right? I wouldn't, I still would not do that. That's but for you too, that killed, that's eighteen on the cap. No, it is, but at least, but at least, my my point is, like the the, the teams have hurt themselves in the end of like, all right, like Demarco Murray, right? Like the Eagles can't get rid of Demarco because the cap hits so high. Like right. you you can't and and well, Miami is the example there with with uh, Tannehill. Right, exactly. But at least with Demarco, it's just a running back. Where yeah, it sucks that you bench him, but at the end of the day, I mean, you just don't play him. But like the Eagles can't get themselves into a situation where. In 2017, Peterson has to start Bradford, even though he still just is what he is, like an average quarterback. That's what we're going to move on from. And I right, and that's my point. So like we're ha- like you know, and it's a good debate and discussion over like whether you would pay him 13 or 20. But the real issue is you can't get into a situation where you tie down to this guy for three years because it's just too risky. I mean, we haven't even mentioned the health factor. Yeah, he stayed healthy this year. He still missed two games, but you you know who knows what's going to happen with him. So well, listen. I'm off. I think, and I've written this. I think it's time that I don't. People are yelling at me that I, you know, I'm negative this and other thing. But if they don't want to use the word, I will. They're this isn't this, this is a team that should be rebuilding. Yeah, for sure. Right. I mean, this is they're not winning. I don't care what they do next year. They're not winning. They're damn sure not winning a Super Bowl. And I don't think they're making. I mean, I think it's gonna be really hard to even make the playoffs. Day. As bad as the NFC East is. Yeah. I mean, unless Tony Romo gets hurt again, the Cowboys are gonna be pretty good, and the Giants probably get better. And the Redskins are still, they're not going to, you know, they won it last year, so you can't throw them out anymore. I mean, I agree with you. I do agree with you. I think high, I think more highly of the defense than I think both of you guys do. So, I I mean, I could see them maybe winning. 
I don't know, eight games. And if the NFC East, NFC East is bad again, maybe. But I agree. I, I mean, as if I had to pick today, you told me Sam Bradford. Or really, actually, I don't care who the quarterback was, short of a miracle. And I will say this. if they Let's say they draft like Pax and Lynch at 13. I'm more confident he turns into something special. Just, you know, you luck into something special there. Then I am confident that Bradford will like turn it around after six I years. Agree. So whether, I'm not sure it's Paxton Lynch, but whoever the guy. Right, that's, exactly. That's right. not our job. We don't know. We're not scouts. We're not getting paid to do all that kind of stuff. We're getting paid right. to re- report what they do. It's their job. And everybody says, oh, it's hard to find a quarterback. Well, guess what? That's what that's why Howie makes one point seven million. Yeah. To go find a quarterback. That's why he's highly paid. That's why his scouts are paid. It's their job to find if to figure out if Paxton Lynch is the guy or if Carson Wentz is the guy or if Jared Goff's the guy or whoever, whoever they think the guy is. It's their job to Seattle is very good because they figured out that Russell Wilson was going to be good and they got him in the third round. Yep. And that and so I guess that's what I'm saying is short of them lucking into a quarterback. This team is not is not making well. I don't mean lucking, but I guess my point is short. Short of yeah, I mean, I guess you could use the word luck, but regardless, short of them getting considerably better at the quarterback position, which is hard to see them doing. I think this team. You're, I agree, they're not making the playoffs next year. They're winning seven games, even if the defense is way better. I still think they're only winning six or seven games. And the schedule, off the top of my head, is hard. Yeah, I mean, harder this year. So and this this was maybe we can segue into this and this was my whole thing when I wrote about Fletcher Cox in terms of paying him a ton of money, like this team is not going to be good for the next year or two years until they find a quarterback. So for me, you know, paying a ton of money for a Fletcher Cox or a guy like Bradford who you know is not the guy like like why are you paying anybody on this roster huge money right now when you're better off? They're paying everybody huge money now. Well, but no, like... one, no one has a huge cap hit that I can think of. Well, not cap hits, but see, you just look at cap hits. I mean, money's money. It's coming out of Jeffrey's pocket. That's one right, but cap hits uh, right, but that's how you. I well, mean, from my perspective, just because they're not hitting this year, they're going. Vinnie Curry's getting twenty three guaranteed. It's coming sometime. Yeah, <laughs> right, know. but. But my point is, Lane Johnson's getting all that money. It's coming sometime. That it's going to hit him sometime. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. But I guess what I'm saying is, like, giving certain players where, like, like Fletcher Cox, like over 50 million guaranteed. Fletcher Cox is a great player, great guy, all those things. Even though he blocked me on Twitter, but that's okay. <laughs> but um, I mean, we'll like, get, we should get into that in a few minutes. Did yeah. you block him? <laughs> no, I didn't block no him. Can block him. Yeah, no, yeah, oh. no, no one can block him. Right? He's yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but, but um. I guess what I'm saying is that I just don't think the Eagles are in a position right now to make a defensive tackle their franchise player. I think in general that's not smart to do. But right now, like, what what's the rush there? Well, let me and, ask you this, Elliot, if you don't mind. Joe, I don't mind interrupting. You don't mind me taking over here. Go, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I just want to ask you like this because I, I thought about this. You and I talked, you know, off the air. Right. If they can't get a deal done with Fletcher Cox, let's say they, they, they've hit an impasse, he wants whatever, and they, they're not budging and he's not budging. And he, he has next year. He, he's making eight million, so it's, it's not like it's it's real urgent. But if it looks like you're not going to be able to come to a deal with, him, I like where you're going with this. Before the season starts, like in training camp, it's done, and his agent says, "You know what? We're done. We, we're we're going to play the season. We'll talk to you after the season, and we'll and we'll test free agent. Would you trade him? I would. I absolutely would. If 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 a team were to give me a top fifteen pick for Fletcher Cox, I would say top ten, maybe. Yeah. Oh, oh my. Or, yeah, for or sure. I would do it in a heartbeat. 
Well, yeah. let me let me throw this in there then. I, I think it's a fun that question. Don't Tour Park saying the Eagles should trade Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. right, Fletcher. Hey, he won't be seeing it because you know he blocked me. But <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tweet it at him and then he'll block yeah, me right, too. Good. Um, nice. So let me ask you guys this because I, I I think what you were saying there, Elliot, and then the question for Mark leads me to this. Now I kind of agree with you guys. This should be a rebuild, even though the Eagles are handing out money like it's not a rebuild. And and obviously what they do with the quarterback situation will give us a signal here. But do you think? And I know Mark, you had written recently. You had kind of connected the dots between what the Eagles are doing, how they should think maybe a little bit more long-term, like the Sixers. So the question I have for you guys is, I mean, should this be a direction from above? Because I think it's easy for us to say, and any fan out there listening, the Eagles should rebuild. It's probably harder if you're Howie Roseman and, you know, everyone thinks you stink anyway and you want to prove that you're not. You don't stink and you want to win right away. And obviously Doug Peterson ideally wouldn't want to go through a 4-12 and year to start his head coaching career. So should the direction might not come have from a choice. above? Should the direction come from above from Lurie and, and say, you know, I believe in you guys. It's okay. Let's take the long, slow, methodical, smart approach it here. It's long and slow. Well, yeah, it's, but it's different it, in but the it's NFL. Slower, but smart. it's slower if you bring in a rookie quarterback. Is compared it? To, probably. Like, or at least it won't be next year. Like, they well, can no, convince no, themselves. Right. If no, they bring I'm Bradford not. back, you know they're going to convince themselves they could be good next year, even if they're wrong. If they have a rookie, we probably know they don't think that. So should right. it come from above? Should they should they be told, you know, it's okay if you guys don't have to win next year? Because to me, that's what the whole quarterback thing is. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 there, Joe. And I think, I think what they do at quarterback will define, if they bring Bradford back at whatever money, any – to 100 million to 10 million. If, if, they, if Sam Bradford is the opening day starter, then they're trying to win next year. Exactly. Which is, they, makes no sense. I okay. agree. If that's, <laughs> that's what they're trying to do. They're, trying, they're, they're saying we want to win the NFC East next year and go to the playoffs and take our chances once we get there. If they bring Bradford back. Not that Bradford's ever been to the playoffs. Who's I was going to say? I feel like a win, <laughs> a win now move would be something like trading your first round pick for Drew Brees or like, you know, like, like bringing it. Oh, insane, though. Well, but but, like, but that's my point. Like, that would be a win now move. Where it would be like, we're gonna get it. Like, bringing Bradford and what—that's not even a win now move. That's just like accepting mediocrity move. That's you know what I mean. Like, that's not even. That's not even. Like, I, I I agree. But, but the <laughs> but the pro Sam crowd will convince themselves that they're gonna win next year. Well, the pro Sam crowd can, can convince themselves of anything. Literally anything. If you could convince yourself into Sam Bradford, the Eagles could. Say they're going to start Mark Sanchez, and by seven days in, everyone would be okay with it. But like, I mean, seriously, Bradford's never made the playoffs. So to so to say it for the Eagles to be like, oh, like it's we're winning now, we're bringing back Bradford. Like, whoa, we're, you're winning seven games. Is that your win now strategy? Like, he's never made the playoffs. So it's, but I see, I still see your point. I see your point, Joe. That it's it's if you bring him back, it's different than bringing in a rookie where you're clearly starting a rebuild. I, I see that sure, point. If they if they draft a kid at thirteen, and I don't care which one they draft. If they draft a rookie, a rookie quarterback at 13, they're telling you, hey, listen. And I think the fans, I would hope the fans would be okay with that. That, listen, this year's not going to be, we're not looking to win. You know, we're going to be competitive. I don't, we're not going to tank. We're not going to, we're not tanking to get a high pick next year. We're going to play hard and we're going to see what happens. We're going you know, to, but we're going to go, with, we're, we're getting younger. We want to get younger and we're really shooting for 2017, 2018, 2019. And I think fans would be okay with that. I, I would, you know, I'm not a fan, but I would be, if that was my, you know, I would say, okay, because listen, what they're doing now hasn't worked. They're, they haven't won anything in 55 years. So whatever they've done in 55 years hasn't worked. Yes, they had some good years, but they didn't have the, they didn't have the year. Well, let me ask you this. What if they don't sign Bradford, right? Mm-hmm. And they and they don't draft a quarterback. 
Who the hell's quarterback? I, I mean, Chase Daniel. I don't know. They did. They're, they're just. They just punt for a year. They're like, look, because it goes back to. The, well, it goes back to my point. If you don't like Bradford, if if you don't love the quarterback, then well, you like, can't. T- I, I, I'll, I'll, let me play off that for a second. If the guy you like, let's say they in their mind, Garrett Goff's the guy. That's right, the right. one we want him. Lynch, now nah, we're not crazy about him. Wentz, we don't want a guy from that that level. And Goff goes to Cleveland at two. No, you don't reach and take a guy just to take him at 13. Well, that's my point. I mean, or maybe, or maybe in their head, they're saying, look, Deshaun Watson from Clemson's really good. We really talk about tanking. Right. Well, that, well, I guess my point is, and, we'll, we'll, and we're, we were also talking about like how fans would interpret this. Like, let's say they go into next year with Chase Daniel, Mark Sanchez, and Thad Lewis as their quarterback rotation. Right. I'm real excited. I can't wait for camp. Yeah. Well, but my point is, but, you know, they draft like a stud offensive lineman at 13. They, you know, like the defense. So, so I guess like is, is the is the message of rebuilding solely tied to the quarterback position? Yeah, okay. I think so. I, I don't think people would be happy with well, that. But so what if they but what if they do nothing? That's like like what well, if they're building? They yeah, then they're still rebuilding, I guess. If their quarterback, if, if they start the season, I'm going to tell you, if they start the season with anyone except Bradford, unless, like you said, they make a crazy trade. Right. Like, yeah. Better. Um, then I think they don't have to say it out loud. Then but it's a signal to rebound. We're not, hey, listen, we're going to – it's like the night – I can. I mean, they're trying to recreate Andy Reid, right, with Doug Peters and all that. Well, my, I covered a team in 99. We knew they weren't going to win in 99. Nobody in their right mind thought they were going to win anything in 99. Right, and they right. didn't. They had Doug Peters as the quarterback. But they had McNabb, right? Well, they drafted McNabb. But you right, knew they right. weren't going to win – even if McNabb started, started day one, they weren't going to win 99. And they did that right. That's one of the best – Andy Reid, in my, in my opinion, did two really, really good things as head coach. He hired Jim Johnson as, a core, as his coordinator, and he handled McNabb perfectly. He didn't rush him in. He didn't start. And I was one of the ones saying, oh, get, this, get him in there. Get this Peterson guy out. But he handled it perfect. McNabb went in. when he, he went in a little bit here, a little bit there. Then he started like the last five games or six games, whatever it was, and he got hurt. and He, he missed the last one. But then Donovan was ready in 2000, and they made the playoffs. And see, this is, this is why I think – People that say like, oh well, you know, if you draft, if you sign Bradford, you can still draft a quarterback. Like, no, unless you're unless you're talking about taking a quarterback in like the like the fifth Third or, or sixth round. But I mean, but that if, guy gonna- right? Well, that's my point. If you bring Bradford back and you draft someone in the first round, that would be a, a massive mistake. They would never do even in the second round. Well, they don't have a second have, round pick. But well, yeah, Bradford's their second round pick. But um, <laughs> but I guess like if if you bring Bradford back, he's the guy. Like yeah. you can't you can't draft a guy and bring Bradford back. So. I mean, I think I, that, that wouldn't make sense because then you're not getting any better. You're not making it. If you bring Bradford back, you're trying to win. And if you draft a kid at 13, he's not going to. And Bradford's there. He's not going to help you at all. So you didn't give Bradford any any help in 13, in, for next year. Right. I guess. Right. I guess the question is, are they acting like a team that looks like they're actually trying to rebuild? Because like you were saying, Elliot, a few minutes ago, all the money they're spending, well, and now you, you know, you've reported that they're close with Fletcher Cox, and you could tell us more about that. So yeah. they're spending all this money. They already re-signed Vinnie Curry to a big deal, which I think makes sense in the new defense with Jim Schwartz. And they handed out all these contracts to younger players they want to lock up for years. Are, are these two things in your mind separate, or do they go together? Like, I, I think, Would you I think re-sign that, these guys anyway, or is it, right. it all tied into where you think your team is? I think the contracts they're signing, except for Brent Brent Selleck, that's more of the one like kind of win now. We still want to have a decent roster they, move. He helped them out cap wise, didn't he? Yeah, well, you could have just cut him though. No, but why do that? Well, because um, if you're not trying to win, I mean, 
If you're not trying to win, right? Like if you're six, rebuilding, like, why do you need a 30 like, something like, linebacker? Like, to the keep you the, the analogy, like the Sixers. The guy that knows the offense. Well, right, but that's my well, but my point is like the yeah. Sixers would never do something like that. If we're talking, if we're using them well, as the model of rebuilding, just like the Sixers, they, you know. But yeah, all right. Well, well, but 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 all right. Well, what I was gonna say also was like Vinnie Curry, Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz. Like these are guys you want to lock up anyway. And I think I think clearly they think Vinnie Curry's value is going to skyrocket, and that's why they gave him this deal. And I think they, they think the same thing of Ertz and Lane Johnson because, you know, Lane Johnson, they paid basically, you know, left tackle money even though he plays right. And and, Vin, and uh, Vinnie Curry's never really started. I mean, these guys that they think are going to be good. Now, with Fletcher Cox, and to go into the report, what I reported was that they were close and that he was going to get over $50 million guaranteed from what I heard and that – He's looking for that's what he's looking for. Over 50 million guaranteed, and his cap hit could be around 15 or 16 million dollars. Now, Fletcher Cox tweeted, you know, some type of subliminal shot saying that wasn't true. So maybe they're not as close as what I've been told. But the reality is, Fletcher Cox, unless they've had some type of breakdown in negotiations that I don't know about, is not going anywhere. I mean, they're going to pay him. You don't give Vinnie Curry all that money. You don't sign all these young guys and then let the best young player on your roster. Now, this isn't my opinion, but their their train of thought is he's the best young player in the roster. Howie Roseman drafted him. He's probably the best draft pick Howie Roseman's ever made. He, they're like they're gonna pay him. I mean, it's it's gonna happen, and they've they have made that clear. They you know they're offering him big money. Like so, he will be here in 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 my opinion, and from from what I've been told. Now, is that a win now move? I mean. I'll, I'll throw that. I'll throw this out to you guys. If Fletcher Cox is on the roster next year, does it impact their win loss record? A little bit. Yeah. Well, it does, but not, but it's not like a quarterback. You know, even though you're paying him that, you know, major money, it's not but that. And that's, that kind of that's my point. Is you, all right. And I wrote this in in the article of the top five defensive linemen in the league that, in terms of average cap hit, like I, I'll have to look it back up now. I'm forgetting. But I don't think any of them have, and none of them have ever won a playoff game. I'm almost positive of that. And only one of them made the playoffs last year, and that was J.J. Watt. And he, he's never won a playoff game, I'm pretty sure. Right, and as good as Cox is. And or no, really they might have won one. Won one. Yeah, yeah he but, won one. As good as Cox is, he's not as good as J.J. Watt. And he's, yeah. not, as good as, he's not as good as Ndamukong Sue. And I the, agree. The, the, the Dolphins. And, and I'll argue that one. Sue, All right, well. When, when Sue wants to be better, he is. But Sue takes a lot of games off. Yeah, well, I mean – True, and Cox did have more. Cox had more sacks this year, but Cox also—that's the most sacks he's ever had, ever had in his career. But um, I mean, the the Dolphins basically did the same thing. They they gave Sue huge money, hoping it would kind of like take them. You know, he could be like their guy, and they had a lot of other problems. But the Eagles have a lot of other problems. Like, you know, the the Dolphins saying you wouldn't give Cox a big deal. I don't think I would. I mean, if you told and you would trade him because you don't want to lose him for nothing. Oh, I would can't let him walk away. I right. would absolutely trade Cox for a top ten pick. Like no doubt in my mind about it. I would you trade him straight up for a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, obviously it depends on which quarterback. I mean, I would Nick I would, Foles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nick Foles in a second round pick. How about that? Um, I mean, I would like I would trade him for Andrew Luck. I'd trade him for Marcus Mariota. I would trade him for Cam Newton. I mean, there's tons of you know. Well, those guys aren't going. Anywhere. Yeah, exactly. I mean, for an older quarterback that like he might. You know, Nah, I probably wouldn't do that because I don't. I mean, you'd have to give me an example. I, I can't think of any off the off the, like Blake Bortles. I would do that. Yeah. No, yeah, but I'm just I'm. Would so, you right, would you do it for Ben Roethlisberger? What, what about Ben for Philip? Yeah, I, I would trade him for Ben Roethlisberger in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I would too. At his age, huh? I still think okay. Roethlisberger has four or five good years left. Me too. Yeah. Okay. 
What about the idea of if you if the Eagles fell in love with one of these quarterbacks very high and like a team like the Titans at number one, who obviously they don't need a quarterback. I mean, I'm not saying it's Fletcher Cox. Could you imagine if they traded Fletcher Cox for the number one overall pick to the Titans one year after? It would be wild. I mean, I'm not saying that that <laughs> I don't deal think he says he would give you one straight up. I really, no, I, mean, I don't I, think so like, either. I just mean, in theory, if you could have some sort of package that, that basically – I mean, 13 and Cox might get you one. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, look, I mean, last year when, when everyone was all in on Mariota, as was I, my argument I kept making was, look, if he's the guy, then go get him. Right. And, I mean, I trust Chip a lot more – to say that Mariota is the guy than I do like Howie to say we think Carson Wentz is the guy. But if for whatever reason, Howie thinks Howie and Doug Peterson really think Carson Wentz is like their quarterback of the future, then I, I then they should do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade up for Carson Wentz. Cause I don't think Carson Wentz is that good, but, but if Howie and Doug Peterson think he thinks he is, and you know, they know that Browns are going to take him at two and, and the Titans say, you know, we'll trade you number one for Fletcher Cox and, it would probably be 13 and Cox, right? Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, I just to be clear, I would not do that. But but it, but if they think that he's the guy, then yes, you trade a defensive tackle for a quarterback 10 out of 10 times. Now, they better be right because Fletcher Cox is a top three player at his position. And if you trade up for a quarterback and you're wrong, then everybody's getting fired. But, but you say you would trade him for a top 10 pick. So let's say Jacksonville picking where, I don't know where, they, where they pick five or six, say. They they said they came to you and said, "All right, we'll give you number six for Fletcher Cox." Yeah, I would do. You it. would do that. So now you have for, six and thirteen for two reasons. One, one, I think you know you can address another need. Maybe you get offensive tackle or whatever. But two, the guy you're going to get at six could potentially be just as good as Fletcher Cox, and yeah. and you get him at a discounted rate for the next three or four years, as opposed to giving Fletcher Cox a huge deal. Okay. Yeah, it'll be like resetting the clock on on a potential right. having Fletcher Cox all over again for a cheap price. Like yeah, you guys, that's good. That's good, Elliot. <laughs> I'll, I'll say this too: What if Vinny Curry and Fletcher Cox get the same amount of snaps next year? Who gets more sacks? Probably Curry off the, well, the end. The ends usually get more sacks than tackles. You don't think I see? You don't think Cox will play some time at end? I mean, yeah, they got two. They got more ends. They know what they know what to do with now. They don't. They yeah, don't that's a good point. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's I wanted to bring bring that up. Well, first, go to answer your question from a little while ago about. What are they doing? I think we'll know more. I don't think the Lane Johnson, Zach Ertz, Vinnie Curry deals have anything are, – are, are giving us a hint as to what they want to do. That's signing good young players or players they hope are good uh, that, have, that are rising. I'll, I'll say rising players. Um, let's see what they do with D'Amico Ryans, Darren Sproles. Um, they already cut Cooper. Um, you know, the older guys that – like D'Amico Ryans is – I think can still play the game. Darren Sproles, I think, had a very good year for them last year. Yeah, I think Sproles has to go though. But they're old, right? If but they're old, if they start getting rid of those guys, even if they trade maybe and and get something for them, then they're telling you, yes, we're that's I don't care what they say. If they if they start trading away or cutting veteran players, then they're then they're obviously telling you that we're looking we're we're not looking to win in in sixteen. We're looking for the future. Right. Uh, let's go there before we wrap this episode up. I mean, Riley Cooper was cut on Monday. We're doing this podcast on Thursday morning, uh, and every Eagles fan I know was very excited about that. So no more Riley Cooper. He's gone. Uh, who do we think's next? You guys both mentioned Sproles there. Uh, they could save some money by cutting him. He's one of the names we've heard about. Over the next few weeks, uh, do we think Sproles will still be on the team? And, and who else are you kind of looking at that maybe could be on the radar to, to be out? 
I wouldn't cut Sproles because I, I, I truly believe you could get something for him. If you wait till March 9th when you could trade and all that kind of stuff, I think there's – if I'm a contending team, if I'm the New England Patriots, um, just to, for an example, or, or just maybe oh, – he'd be great. He'd be great there. You think? You okay. know what I'm saying? Like, or Seattle. If, if, if I'm a team on the brink, I think a guy like Darren Sproles could really, really help me. You know, in the return game alone, he, he, he could help me. I mean, he, he brings a punt back a year, right? So, I mean – what do you think you could get for him? Fifth. That's what the Eagles paid, right? That'd yeah, I would, I would how he paid a fifth a and then still now. gets a fifth years later. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, you know, or maybe you move up. Maybe you use him. Him and a fifth gets you a fourth. Him, him and one of your thirds gets you back into the second. Yeah, I think that's a good deal. Yeah, I would do that. I mean, something. I want to get – I don't want to just cut Sproles because I really think – I'll tell you this. If they cut Sproles next week, he'll be – I mean, they'll have, he'll have ten teams calling him then. You know, if they cut him on Monday, on Tuesday, he has 10, 10 teams called. Well, let me ask you this. Would you – let's say you try to trade Sproles and nobody makes you any offer because – just because – Oh, whatever, right. Okay. Right. Yeah, do you just bring him back then? I think I'd keep him. Yeah. I'm not I, so I, sure. I'm I mean, so I understand sure. the idea of cutting some of these guys and trying to save some money. That You have to do that every year. Every team does it. But I – well, my I, thing with cutting Sproles isn't so much about saving money. I also think the Eagles need to draft a running back this year. And, I mean, I guess you could maybe carry four. And then there's a the whole debate of a fullback and what you do there. You think they are going to have a fullback? I'm writing that for Friday. Well, Kansas, I'm, again, if Doug Peterson is Andy Reid, and why, you know that's what we think he is. Can't I mean, Eagles always had a fullback when Andy was here, and Kansas City has a fullback. Well, that's my point. So, So that's... You know, I'm, I'm assuming Sproles isn't going to play fullback. So, uh, I mean, so, so, I mean, you, what are you going to carry five, a fullback and four would, running backs? I would, I would think if Sproles stays, you're probably not, Barner probably doesn't stay. See, but I'd rather have Barner just younger guy. Yeah. Oh, it might be not Barner, but I, I think they should draft a guy and give him Sproles. I don't think Sproles, and I don't know this, this is just my opinion. I don't think Sproles would want to be back. I mean, I think he'd rather go to a contending team where he I would be agree. right, as opposed to being the third string running back behind DeMarco and Ryan Matthews again. And I guess he returns punts, but what's fun is it to return punts for a four and twelve team. I, mean, I got, I, I agree. I, I think you're doing sprawls of yeah. I think I think it's a win win. Right? You trade him to Seattle or New England or you know I'm just throwing teams out there that that I think might need need that kind of help. It's a win win. I mean, it's it's great for him. He he gets to maybe go to a Super Bowl one one time. Be, be, before he's done. He's never been to one, right? So maybe the Sproles thing comes back to what we were talking about the whole time. You know, what do the Eagles think they are? If they think they're going to be a contender next year, then I bet they keep them. If they don't, they're going to move on. They'll, they'll move on or they'll Eagles trade him. I, I think the it's Eagles- all about – I feel like this offseason is about self-awareness for the Eagles. Do they know what they are? And if they don't, Sam Bradford's going to get a big contract and Darren Sproles will be here next year. Right. Well, I hope they know they're not any good because that's going <laughs> to <laughs> – There's the self-awareness they need to hear. If they yeah. read NJ.com, I think they're pretty well aware that, not, that, we, that yeah. we don't think they're going to be very good. <laughs> a little dose of reality. All right, guys, this was a fun one. Um, we'll be back and do it soon. And so we have the combine coming up in a couple weeks, right? Is that the last week of February? Yeah, I go out there the 23rd. Yeah, it's like uh, the last, yeah, the last week, roughly. Yeah. Hey, All right, so my boy for me, Elliot. I, 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 I got to get my boy out there now, my, my new man crush, right? Can I, Hogan? Kevin Hogan, quarterback yeah. of Stanford. That's my guy. Well, Best quarterback in this class, Mark? Next podcast, I we, keep, we should I'm talk about it. Out there. I, I went a little overboard, maybe, but it, it was more of an indictment of the rest of the class than it was. I'll tell you who he's definitely better than. The kid from Penn State. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Hogan is better than a Hackenberg. No, no doubt about it. 
Hackenberg, I, the only good college quarterback that all, his offense wasn't any good in college. Right. Exactly. But, like you know, Sam, it was like Sam Hogan. Bradford. He <laughs> actually, Sam Bradford at college. Hey, yeah. all I know is Kevin Hogan threw four touchdown passes. Anybody that throws four touchdown passes against Notre Dame is, good, is fine by me. There you go. That, that's how we wrap this one up. Guys, this was a fun one. Appreciate you doing it. Thank you. Thanks, Elliot. Yeah, talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to episode 28 of the No Huddle Show. Make sure to follow the show and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and of course, tweet us at the No Huddle Show, and we'll let you know when all the newest episodes are up on iTunes and everywhere else, and of course, on NJ.com. Thanks for listening.